Praise the Lord and welcome to our weekly 30-minute podcast, The Elephant in the Room with Bishop Michael Bellamy. Our podcasts will cover various topics that are often overlooked, misunderstood, or even controversial from a biblical perspective. We're blessed to have a team of wonderful producers who want to make each podcast something that will be enjoyable and informative. During the month of March, our producers have put together great episodes to tie into the spirit of March Madness as we talk about leadership. We have a special guest for today's episode, Elder Jerry Lawrence, the pastor of Christ Temple Church of the Apostolic Faith, Manhattan, Kansas. During this episode, we will discuss the correlation between being a sports coach and being a godly leader, and the correlation between being a team player and discipleship. Today's podcast was produced by Lady Latrice Bellamy. I'll be right back with today's episode. Praise the Lord, uh, Pastor Jerry Lawrence. Praise the Lord, sir. How are you? I'm doing just fine. And how are you on this um, God-glorious day? (laughs) I'm doing pretty good. No complaints. Wonderful. Well, I want to welcome you to the Elephant in the Room podcast. I heard that you are a sports enthusiast. Uh, Somewhat. Somewhat. You're so modest. <laughs> well, um I I am not a sports enthusiast. Don't know very much about March Madness other than when I knew the podcast was coming up, I googled it and if you want to know what's going on, it's always uh, on the internet. So, I don't know really what teams are playing and um who's uh who's the most likely team to to win. Have you selected your winning teams yet? Not uh, just yet, Mister. Uh, I do have a few teams on the uh, peripheral that I'm looking at. But during March Madness and even in the National Championship for college, sometimes uh, a surprising team wins. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there are going to be some surprises. <laughs> somebody's yeah. going to win and somebody's going to lose. Yes, that, that's for sure. How important is the coach's leadership role as it relates to preparation for the games and playing the games? It is very, very important for coaches uh, in their planning stages. First and foremost, they have to get their players together, get them to perform at an optimal level. And then they have to scout out the enemy's team to kind of get their strengths uh, and their weaknesses so that they can put their players in the proper position for a recipe for winning. Well, I'm sure, um, as they say, the best man or the best team with the best coach will win the game. We have something that we believe is a correlation between godly leaders and a coach. And a godly leader has quite a bit of responsibility as it relates to getting his team 
together to uh, get them to to function or to play at a optimal level as well. When we uh, think of godly leadership, we automatically think of pastors and their roles in leading their congregations and serving the Lord in holiness and righteousness. Many people believe they can serve in the role of the pastor. In fact, I had someone to come in my office quite some time ago, and as I was sitting there relaxing, the person walked in, looked around my office, and said, I think I can do this. (laughs) (laughs) Easier said than done. Easier, (laughs) yeah, easier said than done. So I don't know if they were talking about playing the pastoral role or just sitting there lounging and relaxing. <laughs> but um, over my 16 years of pastoring, and you've been around for quite some time, and uh, you're working there in uh, Manhattan, Kansas, in a pastoral role doing a pandemic, and I'm sure that you have experienced that it's not an easy job. That is correct, sir. That is not easy. Well, what some people don't realize is that ego, pride, and a lack of compassion can hinder a spiritual leader from being an effective leader. Now, you've been around the church for how many years? <laughs> oh, I've been around the church for about 30 plus years. Okay, so um, you've seen a lot, uh, heard a lot, experienced a lot. Have you seen where ego, pride, and lack of compassion can be um, a major hindrance to the effectiveness of spiritual leadership and maybe even paralyze a ministry. Yes, sir, uh, I have. And as you were talking and about to uh, prep the question for me, uh, I began to kind of think a little bit about that particular subject. You are absolutely correct. Lack of compassion and the other uh, elements that you just mentioned, that can not only paralyze a, a ministry, but it can also destroy a ministry. Yeah. Well, if anyone wants to be successful in ministry, they definitely have to to have compassion. I think a certain element of ego is good. I think we all have an ego, and it can work in our favor or it can hurt us. But the one thing that we don't want is pride because we know what the scripture says about pride. Yes. Uh, Another thing that we've observed is um, godly leaders know and understand that their primary role is to serve others under God's direction and his word. And that makes me think of what Peter said in uh, first Peter chapter 5, he said, And the elders which are among you I exhort, whom am also an elder, and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. And here is what he told the elders to do, their primary role, feed the flock of God which is among you. Taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. And here is where uh, many have a problem. We'll talk about that. 
neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. I, I would like to read that, if I may, from, a, from another translation as well. The contemporary English version reads like this, Church leaders, I am writing to encourage you. I too am a leader as well as a witness to Christ's suffering, and I will share in his glory when it is shown to us. Just as shepherds watch over their sheep, you must watch over everyone God has placed in your care. Do it willingly in order to please God, and not simply because you think you must. Let it be something you want to do instead of something you do merely to make money. Don't wow. be bossy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fine line, Bishop. That's a very fine line. I think he's talking to me. <laughs> Don't be bossy to those people who are in your care, but set an example for them. Uh, then when Christ, the chief shepherd, returns, you will be given a crown that will never lose its glory. I think that feeding the flock is the primary responsibility of the spiritual leader, of the pastor, of the shepherd. Well, let's identify a trap that some pastors or spiritual leaders fall into when they become distracted or when they are not focused to fulfill their primary responsibility. And it, uh, it is a trap that is a detriment to their health, their families, and sometimes even their ministry. The elephant in the room that we're looking at is, is that some spiritual leaders are operating as a companion to someone that they are not in relationship with, if it is a male pastor, he may have a tendency to serve in the role as the companion to a sister, whether she is married or single within the ministry. People who have illnesses, they come to the pastor and he plays the role of the doctor. If they have legal issues, he plays the role of lawyer, and if they are having financial problems, he becomes their financial advisor, neglecting what his true work of ministry is. Back in the day, Pastor Lawrence, the pastor wore all of those caps. Yes, sir. Which really wasn't healthy. I agree. Let's talk about the doctor thing. I, I remember many years ago, one of the uh, saints called my dad at home. Her son had an injury, and um, there was glass that was embedded in his in his head. In fact, the skin was uh, was open, and the glass was in the skin. Rather than taking uh, the child to the doctor, they called my dad, who was the pastor. He went over there and treated that child. Wow. Re <laughs> remove all of the glass or as much as he could. I don't know what he did to clean the wound. 
and then wrapped the child's head. And I think that was all the attention that he received. Of course, I'm sure there was some oil <laughs> that was used uh, uh-huh. and, and a prayer of faith that was prayed. As far as I know, the child recovered and went on. When does, let me ask you this, when does a pastor overstep his role? Well, I think they do when they go uh, beyond their scope and their, I'll use this phrase from the business world, their job description. Yeah. Uh, You just mentioned a few minutes ago when you read that scripture in 1 Peter that their primary job is to feed the flock. Uh, It is not their job, and I'm learning this myself, to wear all of those hats and and as as in respect to uh, the flock, the sheep. To, to be all of that is not their job to be a doctor, not mm-hmm. their job to be a lawyer, not their job to be a financial advisor. It is their job to be the shepherd. Um, one of our bishops who's gone on to be with the Lord uh, told us, I think, and it was one of our ministers meetings. He said he had a, a sister that came into his office and told him that um, she was lonely. And um, he told her, well, I can't help you. <laughs> that's not, <laughs> not my job description. That's not, my, that's not in my job description. <laughs> so we have to avoid the, the traps that could be dread- yes. detrimental to our health and to our ministries, even as it relates to being a financial advisor and then taking money that should be used to pay our bills and to support our families and giving that money to our membership in order to bail them out. And I know Mm -hmm. that for many years, especially under the leadership of many of our older pastors, they did that. They went in their pockets and gave money that they needed for their families to help others. I, I think, I'm, I'm open to your opinion about that, I think that's not in their job description either. I would agree, Bishop, and I, and I understand we, we had, uh, our forefathers had a different type of mindset than we do now, mm-hmm. and I agree, it's not in the job description, but it was in their heart yeah. to help the people of God as much as they possibly could. And they looked at it and taught it to their head and not to their heart. To that, they, they did that because they saw a sense of family, not just uh, spiritual family, but they saw the fact that they were part of the church. And so they wanted to help as much as they possibly could to their detriment. Well, you're, you're just getting started there in Manhattan, Kansas. So if a uh, prospective member comes to you and says, Pastor Jerry, I'm... I'm willing to join your church, but I'm struggling financially, and I just want to know, can you, can you help me out? <laughs> <laughs> well, Bishop, I learned something from you here recently. What's that? In my little short time. And that is, don't loan if you can't afford to lose it. So if you're going to give it, be willing to lose it. Yeah, I agree. And that was something that I learned the hard way. If you can't, yeah. if you can't afford to lose it, don't um, don't give it away. Don't even. I don't yes. even. Uh, in a sense, loan money out. I'll I'll give it to people when I can afford it, and I'll tell them don't worry about it. Because sometimes, as um, the late Bishop Doctor D.R. Bell said, sometimes you lose your money, and you lose your 
you lose your member Thanks. as well. So if you can afford to give them a, a few dollars and keep the member, then that's, that's a great thing. Yes. This is Bishop Michael Bellamy. I hope that you're enjoying our podcasts and will subscribe to our Facebook page. You will find our weekly 30-minute podcast on many of your favorite platforms. Would you please tell your family and friends to listen as well? Well, Pastor Jerry, let's talk about some of the, the qualities that are necessary to be a godly leader. Now, I know they don't just grab anybody who's familiar with basketball and make him or make her coach. I'm sure that they have played the game. They were probably very good at playing the game. They know the game. They know the rules. And they have the ability to teach and to train others. Let's talk a little bit about the, the qualities of a godly leader. I want to first talk about the necessity of fasting and prayer. Luke chapter 18, verse 1, and this is the contemporary English version. The words of Jesus, Jesus told his disciples a story about how they should keep on praying and never give up. And then the apostle Paul said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 17, the King James Version reads like this, pray without ceasing. How important has prayer been in your spiritual life? You've been a spiritual leader for many years. You've come up through the ranks. What role has fasting and prayer played in your life? It has played a, a very integral role. Uh, without those two elements, you won't be able to effectively pastor. Uh, first and foremost, fasting helps to kind of uh, give some sense of self-discipline mm -hmm. uh, and self-control. Mm -hmm. And prayer is a, a continuous communication line with God. And, and, and thereby you're able to, to help and be, and be at your very best when you have those two things working properly. Now, I've watched a few basketball games and a few football games. Don't like hockey. It's too uh, too violent brutal. for me. <laughs> it's brutal. <laughs> yeah, that's a better word. But I've noticed that the players are constantly, especially those who are on, I guess you call it the sidelines, they're constantly talking to the coach. The coach, and then there are various coaches are constantly talking to the team players as the game is being played. Help me out. What's going on there? There's communication. Mm -hmm. uh, they're trying to, to have the players, uh, whether it's football, uh, basketball, or baseball, they're, they're constantly talking and communicating, trying to put the, uh, the players in the best position possible. Wow. So um, we could correlate that to we're – fervent or consistent in prayer, communicating to God so that we can be in the best position because sometime the game changes. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. And we need to change the play. We find out that the opposing team is playing one way 
and we may need to change our what do you say strategy strategy yes sir in order in order to win the game and if we're not having constant contact communication closeness with god we can lose the game yes you've been around long enough you remember the dream team uh, from the chicago bulls and yes. um i think michael jordan was probably uh, the main guy there but those guys i can't remember all of their names but those guys really worked together exceptionally well under coach um what was this okay phil jackson phil jackson yes phil jackson they worked very well under his leadership and uh, they were an amazing an amazing team they mastered the game and in order to be effective leaders we have to master the game and when things begin to go wrong or when it seems like we're behind points we need to be strong and courageous which leads to another point that's very important in leadership and that is being courageous in second uh, peter chapter 2 verses 1 through 2 i'll read it from the king james version thou therefore my son be strong in the grace that is in christ jesus and the things thou hast heard of me among many witnesses the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also so paul told timothy that he had to be he had to be strong and i have seen where those who play sports they work out on a daily basis they have training camps where they go and they train regularly in order to maintain physical strength and stamina so that when it is time for march madness they're able to to be effective and to play skillfully on the court what are some of the things that a spiritual leader needs to do in order to remain spiritually healthy so that when it's time for him or her to execute spiritually they can be efficient and effective well we mentioned the the first two uh, elements there and that is fasting and prayer another thing that we have to be very uh skillful at and that is not only studying but being able to actually take what we learn from studying and give that to the sheep mm -hmm. so so we learn first and then we're able to learn and apply, and then we're able to parlay that over to the, the sheep. And that uh, study, uh, being apt to teach and to preach, and also we have to have good leadership skills mm -hmm. because you have some people on a natural level and spiritual level that don't have good leadership skills. Can a person so pass? Can a person pastor that doesn't have good leadership skills? I think. In the long term, yes. If they're willing to be coachable and willing to, to learn, they can. It's very interesting. So that may lead to the question, uh, is a person born or a leader, or can they go into leadership or into the pastorate and, and learn the skills? I remember in a meeting, we asked one of the high-ranking bishops, 
how do you tell if a person is a pastor? And I was really surprised. He was sitting on the board of bishops and his answer was, you can't. <laughs> you don't uh-huh. you don't know if a person is a pastor until they pastor. And you really don't know if a person has what um, skills they have to be a spiritual leader until they are placed in a spiritual leadership role. Pastor Jerry, it looks like we're just going to go into overtime. <laughs> okay. Let's just talk about one more point before we close out, and that is being a good leader and coaching and teaching others. We just read in 2 Timothy where the Apostle Paul told Timothy the things that he had learned that he was to commit that to faithful men who would be able to teach others also. So a coach teaches and the person who is coach should get to the place to where they're able to help someone else. The same thing with a spiritual leader. We develop teachers. We develop preachers. We help to develop evangelists and then we send them out. Now, I can't say that I'm responsible for your spiritual growth and development, because when you came to us, you were already in ministry. You were an elder. You attended uh, Bible college. Uh, you were up on your feet and and running. What what do you think about the importance of spiritual leaders taking the time to develop other spiritual leaders? I think it's very very important. Coaching, and I'm going to just give you just a brief little snippet. Coaching involves the belief that the individual has the answers to their own problems within them, but it's an art that you are able to to capsulate that and to help them to be able to bring the answer that they already have within them out of them. Wow. I've never heard that before. Can you you say that again? (laughs) (laughs) Coaching, coaching, <laughs> coaching kind of kind of involves the belief that the individual has the answers to their own problems within them. But what the coach has to do is capsulate that and actually help them to see that for themselves. Wow. Wow. Now you just opened up another door for <laughs> for to continue the discussion. But uh, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. In fact, um, we did just like a game. We went into we went into overtime. Uh, <laughs> well, I do want to thank you, Elder Jerry Lawrence, for uh, being my guest for today's podcast. Friends, that's all the time that we have for today. I certainly hope that you enjoyed today's podcast. Don't forget to to join us for our weekly 30-minute podcast where we will address the elephant in the room. Lady Latrice Bellamy produced today's podcast. Be safe, stay healthy, God bless.